0: Me out to the ball game, take me out with the crowd, buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never hey, I told you once before like any, roots, any excuse root, root I can get on to on hear Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra sing, take me out the ballpark. I'm gonna take it, believe me. And <laughs> a lot of years ago, I love those two guys, just listen to them anyway. Welcome to Hair Now. My name is Jeff Hair, glad you're with me tonight. On kind of a spring training chat, a little bit along with my producer, Russ Omar. We're glad you're along with us tonight. Just want to talk some spring training, what we see and what we don't see. Cubs winners on Tuesday as they defeated the Texas uh, Rangers by the score of nine to six. Uh, Cubs now one four straight, eight and four on the year in the preseason or the uh, spring training season, I should say. Preseason is football, I do mix them up. So if you hear me refer to preseason, you know what I'm saying. I, it's the same thing. But anyway. Uh, a question that was asked, and I will kind of want to talk about it a little bit tonight. Do we get real excited about spring training, or is there any indication if a team plays well in spring training, does it carry over the regular season? And to that, I'll tell you no, really it doesn't. You have to remember in spring training what you're seeing is is guys competing for roster spots, especially the younger players. When a team plays another team, you don't know if you're going to get their best pitcher or their worst pitcher. You could get Max Scherzer. You can get uh, Joe Joke, who's going to be in Class A next year. You know what I mean? You just don't know who you're going to get. You also don't know from the uh, on the on the offensive side of the ball if uh, you're going to get Mike Trout or if you're going to get, you know, uh, you know, somebody else who's not going to make the team. So you don't really know what you're going to get. And most of those guys aren't playing the full games anyway. If you do see Scherzer, he's going to get two innings. They're going to watch everything he does, or he'll get three innings, whatever. He's not going to be out there going the distance. If you get Trout, he's not getting six at bats. He's getting one or two, and then he's packing it in and going in. To, Keep his timing and let the other guys play and, and compete for, for roster spots, which I'll talk about in just a second. So I don't get too excited because you really have no idea what you're seeing on the other guys, okay? Right now, the Kansas City Royals are sitting with a 10-2 and two record. Does anybody really think they're that good? The answer that is no. Uh, Anaheim Angels right up the street from me, 25 minutes from my house, uh, the front door at the Big A. Right now, they're sitting at 7-4. Well, that could be, but who, uh, I don't know. It really doesn't mean, mean anything until the season starts. White Sox hitting six and four. Are they that good? Who knows? But that's the whole thing. We really don't. And, and the players, you have no idea who is out there. You have no idea really what the, even the plan is when they go into the game, what they're thinking about. Are they thinking about uh, they want to see this guy pitch so many innings? They want to see this guy pitch so many left-handed hitters. They want to see this guy pitch uh, – uh, so many strikes, so many, you know, I mean, these guys going into these games are extremely regulated. The, the team up and down the roster from the general manager, director player, pro personnel to the field manager, to the IT department, to everybody is really monitoring everything every player does in this thing as they're trying to determine the spots for the roster as they go forward. Winning and losing is not really paramount in these things, just going out there and getting development and getting looks at players. That's why they don't play extra innings in, in, in spring training there's no real point in it. They, they, they got, they saw what they wanted to see and they're going home. Um, so that's the way I look at it. I don't get too excited. if They win. I don't get too excited. if They lose. I've been to spring training a few times over the years. Uh, I look at it this way. I still kind of think it's kind of a cash grab by the owners. They've convinced everyone that these things are important and people are running out there dropping all sorts of money to play, uh, to watch these guys play. I've been there many times. It is kind of cool, but you know, at the end of the day, you sit back and look at it and say, well, basically a lot of these guys you'll never see again. You know, you really don't know what you're cheering for. You do know you're cheering for baseball, but you don't know, you know, again, even if you win, you, you can't get too excited about it because you know it means nothing. What happens on March the 7th is no reflection of what happens on May the 7th or June the 7th or July the 7th. It's just one of those things that happens. So, um, yeah, they're fun. I'm, I won't say they aren't, but I really think it's just a big way for the owners to try to put a buck or two in their pocket down into, Amount of spring training, and they don't pay the players much when they're down there at all. So the owners are putting uh, uh, quite a few bucks in their pockets. Anyway, that's what I want to talk about. With that, now the thing that I that really you need to also remember about spring training: the Cubs on Monday, or should I say Tuesday? It was Tuesday. It happened today, Tuesday. The Cubs today sent eight players down out of the major league uh, camp down to the minor leagues. Okay players he guys he expected to go now no nothing real significant there but this is where it comes a problem there are 66 players still in the major league camp when the Cubs break camp coming up here in what 24 days I think it said in two blues a day uh when the Cubs break camp and make the move to Chicago they can only have 26 guys in a roster of those 12 of them are going to be pitchers two of them are going to be catchers so that leaves 12 slots to play seven positions okay so this is where it kind of gets interesting when you start looking at who is going to make those roster spots. And the, and the question is about David Bodie. Bodie was originally left off the Major League 40-man roster, brought into spring training as a, as a spring training invite. He's playing well. He's at the heck out of the ball. But is there room for him on the roster? All right. You got Swanson brought in. You got Horner at second. You got, you got Madrigal who's playing fairly well. You got a lot of money invested in him. You got a guy like McKinstry. Uh, there's plenty of people to take up those middle infield slots. Now the question that the front office has to ask itself is at what point do they sit down and decide who they're going to keep and who they're not going to keep. And the question usually is, is what they can get for more value. Is Bodie worth more on a, on a trade than say McKinstry, just as an example, maybe, maybe not. And that's what the team has to weigh. If they think, well, we can get more for Bodie. If we move him to whoever, they may try to make a trade or they may say, uh, maybe McKinstry doesn't have anything and can't play anymore. And they'll, they'll release him. I mean, you just never know how this thing plays itself out. That's what these games are for. And there's a lot of stuff that comes into account, not just necessarily the way they played on the field, but in terms of contracts, who's easier to move on, who's got a minor league options, et cetera, et cetera. A whole lot of stuff that comes into play while the Cubs have over their head, the sword of Democules, knowing that they have to cut 40 players in the next three to four weeks, get the roster down to where it needs to be. Uh, it's a very trying trying time, and if you're a young player trying to make a roster, it's a very stressful time, and that's why you see guys coming out there in spring training doing all sorts of crazy things. The guy made a great catch today, that young man, uh, I think of his name off the top of my head, and, uh, but he'll come to me, it. I'm doing this unscripted, so I'm just trying to talk, tell a story here, um, but the guy made it, you know, and that's what you'll, you'll see. You see a lot of young players make a lot of great plays trying to stay in the big league, big league roster, and the odds are against them, but God bless them. Stay with it, guys. You know, because like I said, you just never know. You know, when the when the chance comes, yeah, you got to grab it. So, anyway, that's the story of spring training. Again, the Cubs they uh, won today, nine to nine to six, playing very well. Winners of four straight and uh, eight and four. You know, I'm an athlete. I'm a competitor. Heck, I've been on sports teams. I I, I figured I'm 61 years old. I've been on a field one way or another as a coach, administrator, an official, a player, uh, a manager, uh, a designer for what. Fifty-two or fifty-three of those years, I'm a competitor at heart. So I know when you go out there and you roll the ball out, you want to play and you want to play hard every single time. And so I, I grant that, I get you that, and let's go out and win them. I mean, obviously it's better to win, but just keep one thing in mind. A few years ago, the Detroit Lions went 0 for 16 in the NFL regular season. They also went four and 0 in the preseason. So really, what happens in the preseason has no bearing on what happens in the regular season. And football and baseball usually use uh, preseason for the same thing. So We'll go from there uh page two tonight i don't want that i don't want that one no more. yeah all right let's that page two there let's use that one that's a little bit better on page two the thing i want to talk about there is uh kyle hendricks said uh he threw a bullpen on monday 25 pitches they say look pretty good uh good I'm, I'm glad for him he has 10 more uh they say nine more bullpen sessions left they want him to do 10 bullpen sessions before he throws batting practice figure another month at least uh in a, at least another month into the regular season, I'd say maybe first of May or so, they'd have a better idea what to expect with Hendricks. I sincerely hope for Kyle's sake he makes it back. He's from this area where I live right now, where I'm sitting right now. Um in fact he and I share a hospital. A hospital he was born in is the same hospital that pulled me out of the from from the brink a couple of times. So I uh yeah really have really really hope nothing but for the best for Kyle. My concern is and when we we're younger we called them junk ballers as they Get older now; they call them more finesse pitchers, guys that, you know, get more movement and hit spots and all that kind of stuff, like what Hendrix does. Those guys, when their arm goes, it usually goes. It's very hard to maintain a steady diet of curveballs for years, and it really is, and, and it just tears your arm to no end. And I really, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I have no reason to believe I'm wrong. He's still young. By every count, he still is in decent shape. He should be able to make it. I really hope he can. Um, it just, like I say, you see it happen all the time with guys that are, are, are over finesse pitchers and and get by on a lot of, a lot of their, their smarts, as opposed to their overpowering stuff and their arms. When they go, they usually go fairly quick and, and, and fairly, fairly tough. Um, but I, again, I I'm all for him. I hope I'm wrong about this. And I, if I do, I'll be the first to come on this very microphone, this very computer screen and, uh, say to you, Hey, I was wrong. This guy still has it, and hopefully I, I, he does, and hopefully we will. So let's hope the best for Mr. Hendricks. Let's hope the best for everybody. Suzuki still battling the oblique, still day to day. You ever heard a story about Ben Scully was doing a Dodger game and they were playing the Cubs? And uh, Andre Dawson was supposed to play that day, and uh, the report was that he was day to day. So, Vin Scully, and if you know Ben Scully in his voice, you can almost hear him say it. Well, Andre Dawson is listed as day-to-day, aren't we all? With that, I'll say good evening, aren't we all, Russ Omar? (laughs) My name is Jeff Hare, and this name of the show is called Hare and Now. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get some more uh, Frank and uh, Gene Kelly here. I'm watching the video. They're dancing. Sorry. (laughs) This is Jeff. Thank you.